Good morning, everyone. I'm Ryan Lizza. I'm up in New York covering the indictment of Donald Trump. That's the only thing we're going to talk about today because that is the only thing that anyone is talking about. If you haven't read the indictment and the uh, factual predicates that go, go along with it, um, don't read the indictment. It's kind of boring, but the facts and and sort of narrative are what's interesting. Two things about that. You cannot help but notice what a sensationalistic, crazy, ridiculous tabloid story this is. These are the characters in Alvin Bragg's indictment. There is a doorman who apparently made up a story about a Donald Trump love child. There is Karen McDougal, the Playboy model who is paid off to be silent. There is Stormy Daniels, a woman who has nicknames for her breasts, Thunder and Lightning. And then there's David Pecker, you can't make up that name, of course, who is head of the company that publishes the National Enquirer. And then, of course, there's the the former fixer, Michael Cohen, who will eventually be the star witness if this case does end up going to trial. And we're going to be living with it for at least another year, it looks like. Next, the other important thing this morning that everyone is talking about are the reactions. The reaction that lit up the internet yesterday was probably the one from Mitt Romney, he did not believe that Alvin Bragg's case was that strong. He said, quote, stretched to reach a felony criminal charges in order to fit a political agenda. Now, maybe Romney is just setting himself up to be kind of skeptical about this indictment because he wants to be able to say that future indictments are more worthy of uh, the prosecutor's, uh, other prosecutor's time. But very, very notable that Mitt Romney, one of the original never Trump Republicans, sees this as political and not a strong case. The next big mystery we're going to get to in a second, because I want to know and everyone wants to know what happened in that courtroom that no cameras and no recordings uh, were allowed into. What was it like when Donald Trump walked in? You know, we were all sort of craning our necks to to get a glimpse of, of his face and his expression. The, the word that comes to mind is just surreal to see him walk down that middle aisle of the courtroom and walk to the defense table. Erica, as of this morning, Wednesday, what are the next things that you are looking for in this case? Uh, some of the motions that are going to be filed in this case. Now, they may not be filed for a little while because the defense is looking to get all the discovery material for first. But I think um, there have been indications that they will pick fights over two issues. One is the, at least two issues, I should say. <laughs> One is the um, statute of limitations in this case, um, which is... Um, five years, but it can be uh, suspended for various reasons, including whether the defendant was continu continuously living out of state, which, of course, Donald Trump was um, when he occupied the White House and also since he has been living in Florida. And uh, the second is the issue of this sort of boosting what might normally be a misdemeanor count to a felony by tying it to federal elections violation. As many people have talked about, that is a largely untested legal theory. And so it's pretty likely that his um, defense team is going to seek to argue against that. I will say I was surprised by how many brag sympathetic TV lawyers how were unimpressed or not as impressed as they thought they were going to be with the case what was what's your sort of quick impression about um, what what Bragg has uh, brought forth here? Well, I do think that they there was an expectation I think created 
in the last week or two that perhaps we were going to see some new evidence in this indictment. And that does not appear to be the case. So I think that is one reason that perhaps people reacted the way you described. Again, the tying of these falsification of business records to a federal election violation is an untested legal theory. Right now, that is probably the most important issue on the legal front to keep an eye on, um, in addition to some maneuvering that the defense may do with regard to the statute of limitations issues. Got it. So we should expect motions on that stuff. That's the the next thing to expect in terms of motions from from the defense. Yes, they have a quite they have quite a while before they have to file motions. August. Yeah, it's August. But yes, I think that that those two issues will definitely come up. Thanks, Erica. Thanks for having me, Ryan. And for your schedule today, the House and Senate are still out. Wisconsin and Chicago had major elections yesterday. And for up to the minute numbers on the returns and what they mean, check out Playbook this morning at politico.com slash playbook. I'm Ryan Lizza. Thanks for listening.